The table is open. Welcome to Below the Upper Room. Hi, Kenzie. Hi, Adriana. And welcome to Below the Upper Room. Did I supposed to say it with you? Yeah. Ah, you always so do. I'm so, uh, yeah. so, I'm so sorry. I was about to launch into song and I was trying to remember the lyrics. <laughs> so I always like had that in my brain. Was it a Christmas song? Yeah. Um, it was the Justin Bieber classic drummer. Yeah, I'm on the beat. Yeah, I'll start drum. Because I know it's fake heat because I'm playing for the sun. I've seen that on like all-time worst Christmas songs. I think it's great, personally. I think it's hilarious. I, I love it. Yeah. I, love it. I listen to that song, like, randomly, unironically. Like, not like, even during not Christmas. Christmas time. Christmas time. Because, um, yeah. Because you know he's fit heat because he's playing for the sun. <laughs> he's like, I bet. The what sun with a capital S. Why did he say there's a lyric? Like, the he's like, sun. Like, the I bet you didn't hear about this in the Bible. I'm like, no, Justin, we didn't. We didn't hear wow, about this in the Bible. He, wow. Whoever wrote that song, shout out to you. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, so like Adriana said, you know, we haven't done this in, in so long. Our last episode was our Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. and Which we usually do take a little break around the holidays, but this was longer than normal. Yeah, and we've been pretty inactive on social media mm-hmm. But we did post our Spotify wrapped, yes. so thank you everybody who who we Listen made it into your list. And supported like, us. Yes. We always appreciate it. Seriously. I can't say that enough. Really yeah. do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you haven't checked it out on Insta- our Instagram, follow us on Instagram below the upper room. Mm-hmm. But yes, there is a reason why we've kind of been a little inactive. Guys, we've been canceled. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, We're uncancelable. That's not But true. the reason is you'll have to tune into our next episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Secrets revealed. <laughs> Bombshells will be dropped. You guys aren't even ready for it. We're having will... an all-stars episode. We're bringing... Just kidding. It's just us. <laughs> yeah. But um, tune in uh, two weeks from today mm-hmm. to find out. But anyway, let's get on to our this episode instead of talking about next episode. So, um, we've been gone for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you just want to get any Taylor Swift stuff out of the way, Adriana? Yeah, um, Taylor Swift, person of the year. Makes sense. It's just crazy how much the movie Jesus Resolu- Resolution... Revolution... Guys, I had a glass of wine before this, okay? Like, I'm so crazy. <laughs> Kidding. Um, it's just crazy how that movie has just stayed with me. I hate to say it. It didn't make an impact on me. Because when I saw that, I was like, somewhere out there, there is a pastor taking ta- Taylor Swift's Times Person of the Year being like, why isn't Jesus on this? Like, why are we worshiping this idol? Mm-hmm. We should be worshiping the sun. And I'm like, okay. Um, anyway, but as since Taylor Swift is part of our religion, um, we've been very open about that and honest about that. I'm very pleased. Are you pleased, Kenzie? Yeah. I mean, I did see some criticism of people saying, you know, I, you know, when the, um, Ukraine, Mm -hmm. uh, Russia conflict first started happening, Mm -hmm. like I remember times person of the year was like the Ukrainian president. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and people were like, why aren't the journalists in, you know, Gaza? Yes. Um, Times People of the Year, which, you know what, I think is a very fair criticism. Yes. I think they're on the ground reporting on what's happening. Um, I but, agree. but But that being said, you know, think about Time Magazine. They're, you know, a mass media, you know, Western yes. media. They're not going, like, they're not going to do that. They're going to choose yeah. some a safe option. They're going to choose Taylor Swift. And instead of getting mad at Times Person of the Year, like, Times Person of the Year is not chosen by the people. They're mm-hmm. not elected by the people. Well, it's not also, an elected position. It like, like, it's chosen by a small committee that works for this newspaper or works for this magazine. Like, I don't think that Taylor Swift being Times Person of the Year, yes, it's a big deal, obviously, but it's not indicative like it this small group of people chose that i also think i mean love her or hate her she was a huge cultural touchstone this year and i think that's why i mean and yes of course you make the argument that other people are way more deserving of that i'm not saying it's right but it's like deserving like it's times person of the year like they choose people who are not good people to be their person of the year it's not indicative of like who's the best person in the world and that was taylor i love her but like it's more about who is the biggest cultural touchstone and sometimes it's someone who represents like a whole movement or a whole like organization or a whole country and sometimes it's Taylor Swift and like yeah. that's just the reality of it. And and Times Person of the Year it only holds so much power mm-hmm. as you give it as you give it. Yes. So if you're like I don't really care then that's good. Yeah. But if you're like <laughs> oh I actually do care like there are again it was chosen by a small group of people that decided taylor swift was number one Mm -hmm. and you know they made the argument that she is the person of the year and i i would say that she is like a person of the year like she she this was definitely a year of taylor swift and it's not again they're not awarding on like who's the most deserving Mm -hmm. who's like again it's just this this group of people chose it like it doesn't mean that Taylor Swift is the best, though obviously we think she's great. <laughs> but um, for people that were upset about it, I there are some valid criticisms. But at the end of the day, it's something that um this is a thing that a magazine made up so that they could sell more magazines. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yes, media does matter, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know. I I feel like it's just important to acknowledge that. If you don't agree with Taylor Swift being Times Person of the Year, that's okay. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Anyway. I do have one piece of news and Christianity. Mm. The Pope has just (coughs) said... (coughs) Bless you. you. Thank you. Speaking of bless you. (laughs) The Pope has just said, as of a couple days of our recording, that priests can now bless gay marriages. Slay. Now, they can't marry gay okay. people, but they can bless the gay marriage. And it's coming. But, but, We're getting there. <laughs> but it, it's up to, it's priest by priest. So okay. if a priest doesn't want to do it, he does. but if a priest is like, oh, I bless this marriage. I'm not Catholic, so I don't even know what like blessing a marriage mm-hmm. means. But interesting. I think, I mean, I've said this before. I, churches, although it's slow, 
the more mainstream a church is, the more it, it will change with the times because they have to. They have but to. But I will say Catholicism is like the slowest to ch- out of yes. all the different Christian nominations. I feel like Catholicism is like the slowest to change yes. because it's so um, like it's tradition heavy. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. I agree. But it just kind of just proves what I've always thought, which is you, you it's can't. Coming. It's coming. You cannot stop the wheels you of progress. Stop, stop the beat. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> literally, I was trying to think of the lyrics. It's like you the motion of the, the ocean. Motion of the ocean. Sorry, guys. Anyway, Mom, shimmy for the rest of my- that's oh yeah, such a good song. You can't stop the beat. That's literally <laughs> that's the Catholic Church. That's the no, church. that's gay marriage. You can't out. stop the beat of LGBTQIA. The rights. LGB beat. The LGBT. <laughs> you can't stop the LGBTs. Am I right? Yeah, so true. Um, and it is so. Before we get into our main topic, which is Christmas themes, because Christmas is just around the corner. I have so many emotions around this time. There. <laughs> let me ask you, do you know the song, Oh Mary, Did You Know? Yes. What do you think of that song? Um, I like it because it centers a woman. Well, there are people <laughs> that don't like it. Oh, no way! They're like, they're like, um, Mary did know. Mary actually did know. The angel came to her, and you're mansplaining. I've heard multiple people say this, so if you're feeling called out by this, <laughs> listener, it's not you, and I love you and respect your opinion, but I, I've seen, like, multiple people on, like, Twitter that I don't know talking about this. Not not my I, dear friends, but, like, they're, like, it's mansplaining because Mary actually did know because the angel told her. And you're being disrespectful towards Mary. <laughs> Here's my thing. I think it's disrespectful. Here, listen. Let me put on my little Christian hat for a second. My little Christian baseball cap that says, I believe the events of the Bible happened. That's my embarrassing truth is that I do believe they happened. We've yes. Just, yes. We've had, we've had this before. I'm a little bit more of like Noah's Ark is very real to me. We've talked about this. If you've listened to our past episodes, you know, this part of my lore is I believe in it. I believe in all of it. It's my worst trait possibly. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> but it is a little embarrassing. I can't be edgy. I can't be edgy because I really believe God looks out for me and is in control of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like that's my most embarrassing yeah. truth. Uh, but um, I think that people in the Bible were human unless stated otherwise that they are humans. And I, yes, the angel did tell Mary you know, don't be afraid. You're going to have a baby. That baby came from God. Like, he's the son of God. And, like, he's probably going to do, like, a lot of important stuff. That's verbatim. Kidding. That's not exactly yeah. what he said. But he didn't, like, go into detail. But he was like, you know that prophecy you've been hearing your whole life, Mary? Because you're a mm-hmm. young Jewish lady. Like, you've been hearing this prophecy your whole life. Guess what? It's you. Step right up. She probably was like, oh, what? But here's the thing. She believed it and she trusted it. And that's the thing about the Bible that people try to make, like, it's not always about men. Like, a lot of the stories in the Bible are women hearing crazy things, but they have so much faith that they trust it. Yeah. Like, they trust it, and they go with it, because they love God that much, 
and they believe in themselves. And you know what? I think it's a very important part of the story that Mary didn't so know. Mary didn't know all of well, it. Well, actually, the thing about it is, it's, it's <laughs> yelling. Like the, 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 the singer is asking the question. Yes. Oh, Mary, did you know? We don't hear Mary's answer. Mm-hmm. What if Mary said, yeah, I knew that? Yeah. How is it? Uh, I, and also, guys... It's a song. <laughs> Guys, it's a song meant to portray certain emotions, meant to meant to be like, oh, Mary, thinking about this young girl that yeah. was going to give birth to the Savior. Yeah, that's crazy. Guys, it's a song. Uh, you Twitter keyboard people in the theological Turn. sphere, and they always shit on contemporary cri- Christian music, like the, these people people in like this Mm -hmm. twitter sphere and i'm like guys imagine if you put this all this thinking all this all this thinking that you're doing and actually put it to something useful yeah oh my god like hating on the christmas shoes song that's that's the that's the song we should hate on guys we need to turn our ire and our anger towards that song i want to buy these shoes from my mom yeah we discussed this last year and we got several messages of people being like that's my favorite song okay and i'm like too bad year two year two of hating on the christmas shoes song Uh, (laughs) yeah um my thing is like oh mary did you know i saw like somebody posted like here are better lyrics oh, and i'm God. like guys this is a song Put made the in like, the early 2000s i think it's okay Stop. if mary didn't know she was a girl she, she was just a girl she was just a girl <laughs> just a girl i'm just a girl like that was mary in the world and it's like they're taking away and i'm like oh my gosh like guys you guys are looking for things to get mad about yes I'm sorry. Because they're bored. It's a banger. A lot of cheesy contemporary Christian music may not be, make the most sense theologically, but guess what? There are some bangers. Yeah, and maybe use that theology and get some hoes, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Well, we finished our little, you know, intro, and now we're on the topic of Christmas. Specifically, how do we talk about the Christmas story, and new mediums, new elements. Mm-hmm. We're doing another media review. Yay! You guys seem to like these when we <laughs> review different forms of media. You love our opinions. You, you eat it up. Opinions. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> you love getting recommendations from us, yes. or so we've heard, not to toot our own horns. This is stuff beep, that beep, you beep. guys say to us. I'll toot it. we saying beep, this beep. about ourselves. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Rankin- and bass slay um do you know what that is adriana yes i grew up on these i had a box set of all of them on dvd i say all of them but a lot of the holiday ones like you know i'm mr heat miser i'm mr sun like if you guys know you know you if you know you know (laughs) like so rankin bass is a animation studio um, and they did 2D animation, but what you guys probably know them for is their stop motion animation, which they coined Animagic. Love it. And they did it, this in collaboration with a, um, Japanese animation and puppetry studio. Couldn't, for the life of me, find the name of that. 
the lead is buried. <laughs> we want to hear from them. So basically, um, if you guys know what stop motion is, like if you guys have seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Wallace you guys and Gromit. Know, yeah, Wallace and Gromit. Coraline. Coraline. It's one of those mediums where it, despite it being very time consuming, it has endured. Like people like it. Like yeah. it's very fascinating. It's a very fascinating art medium because yeah. obviously it is movies, it's films, but it's done in a way like it adds another layer to it because it is done in such a like yeah. complicated way. So before all those guys, there was Rankin Bass. Mm-hmm. They were the OGs. They were the the. I mean, they weren't the first to do it, but For most prominent. they're like yeah, in America. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you may know their, um, you may know their movies. Um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. That's the, about the origin story of Santa. A year without the year without Santa Claus. That was crazy. They also did Frosty the Snowman, oh. which is two D. And some of their other 2D things that you might know about is, um, you know, that cringe Hobbit cartoon, (laughs) sometimes little memes go around of it. They did that. Rudolph's Frosty New Year. Wait, sorry. Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Sorry, guys. I'm a fake Rankin and And they also did, um, The Lost Unicorn. Oh my God. Uh, Wow. I'm learning stuff in real time. So they, they were, I was like looking up, um, researching this and I was like they did more than I realized so they started their studio in 1960 and Rankin and Bass unfortunately is defunct now they became defunct in the 2000s in the arms of the angel I away I'll put the sources um sources in the episode but I got most of this information from Rankin and Bass's obituaries oh spoiler alert they did die, guys. But they lived like... They were both died a very old age. I think Rankin died in 2014, and Bass just died in 2022. Wow. I know. How timely of us. Yeah. Would have been timelier last year. Yeah. <laughs> but um, another another place where I found this information is their website called The Enchanted World of Rankin and Bass. Ooh. RankinBass.com. And I in my notes, I said... Adriana, don't click the link. I want you to see it for the first time while we are recording. Okay. So here we are. <laughs> My live reaction. Adriana is for the first time <laughs> viewing the <laughs> enchanted world of Rankin and Bass website. If you, if you, dear listener, are listening to this and you're not driving, exit out of Spotify <laughs> or Apple Music. In a safe or and Anchor timely manner. And cl- search Rankin Bass. Dot com. Okay, I'm, the I'm, Enchanted World of Rankin and I'm Bass. I'm clicking on it right now. <laughs> Click on it. <laughs> there you go. Guys, I'm technically challenged. Wow. The, oh, my God. Y'all, it's like a time capsule. Okay, let's see. We have free Rudolph wallpaper. I'm clicking the link. I think it's like phone wallpaper. Well, not like you're about to get a new, not like wall wallpaper. Wait, this is cute, guys. These free images are brought to you, like by Time and Space Toys. Download. I think it. this website. So when I 
it said like when I click the news tab, it's like news from 2000 to 2006. So I think that's kind of where. Yeah. It stopped updating. Okay. Yeah, another... Adriana, what what do you see on this? So website? sorry, I'm, this is an audio medium. Um, so I see so the background is snowflakes. Um, it's very early two thousands websites. Um, there's you can explore, shop, news, multimedia archives, spotlight, fun pages, and contact us. They have a review on the front. Welcome to the world, the enchanted world of Rankin Bass. Generations after Rudolph first took flight, Rankin and Bass are more popular than ever from TV Guide 1999, the year I was born. Welcome to RankinBass.com. It has been years that I said that like that because it was in all caps. Welcome to RankinBass.com. I said it in a loud voice so you guys would understand. Um, my sold out book with Tiger Mountain Press is also now sold out of its second printing with Miser Brothers Press. We are proud to present the making of the Rankin Bass classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The guys, there's different colors of yeah, text the fonts on the screen. Are different col- the, the text is different Guys, colors. you have to go to this website. There's like little animation things. It's so cute. There's like clip art. You can order books. When I clicked on this website, I thought it must have been <laughs> like a, a fake fan, <laughs> yeah. a fan made website. But from my understanding, the guy that m- maintains this website There's- worked at Rankin and Bass. So I don't know. He said he did it like with Ooh. them. There's a Hobbit hole clip art that says enter. I'm gonna click on it. <laughs> Um, so, wow. And, and, you know, I think it just speaks to the, um, you know, the power of Rankin Bass in that, like, this guy still maintains this website to this day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's still paying, like, the domain name and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, this, this... 23 years ago. Yeah. That was their last special. Their last special that they made was 2000. Wow. And it's 2023, and this guy is still maintaining the website. So that's how much of an impact I'm gonna click it on has had on him. Fun pages is one of their links. Come check out these humorous pages for a few chuckles and surprises. I'm clicking the link. A mad monster party world word search puzzle. Print up this puzzle and kill some time during those boring moments, but don't let your boss catch you. So they're encouraging uh, goofing off at work. <laughs> Love um, North Pole Mail. Send us an email or just browse through messages from the past and read what others had to say about our site. Guys, if you send them, if you send them an email, make sure it's nice and kind yes. because this this. This guy took time on this website, and he obviously Guys, still very cares about I'm about Rankin to read Bass. emails from the Christmas of the year I was born, December 1999. Here we go. They have all of this archived online. I guess... Okay. Aww. I like how... I'm like, what if my mom sent something? <laughs> but... Oh, wow. Quebec, Canada. Illinois, Ohio, people were sending lots of emails. Florida. This was like when the internet was like really popping. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything from Oklahoma. 
so I can like make it topical and related to us. Um, oh man, this, this email is from Burgermeister Meister Burger, location Sombertown, Florida, USA, Wednesday, December 22nd, 1999. Hey, excellent site, guys, but I have just one complaint. Somebody left a wheeled duck on my steps, and as the doctor suspected, I've broken my funny bone. Keep up the good work. And to quote my cousin Arnold, I'll be back. Wow. Topical and hilarious for 1999. Wow. So, guys, if you have a chance to visit the Rankin Bass website, please do. Do it. What a treasure. There's just not much to do on the internet anymore except shop. Yeah. Whatever, like, like remember in the old days where you could print off a crossword puzzle? Yeah. Or no. word search? So, the company is named after Rankin and Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. And this is from Rankin's obituary. Rankin was an art director at ABC before he and Mr. Bass teamed up in 1955 to make television commercials, forming the company Videocraft International. They changed its name to Rankin-Bass Productions, where they began making animated films for television. So both of Rankin and Bass, they were both directors and producers and heads of the company, um, but... Rankin was more on the animation side of things, while Bass was more like the music guy, and he did a lot of their PR. And they're known for their Christmas specials, their unique style of 2D and stop-motion animation, and also kind of incorporating, like, out-of-the-box things into their plot. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in Rudolph, the elf wants to be a dentist. A metaphor. For what? Being gay. Oh, that's what my dad told me. I don't know if that's he true. thinks so. That's what he thinks. <laughs> Not in a homophobic way. He just was like, you know what that means, and I'm like, I, I think you're making this Dentists up. Dentists are gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you hear that, guys? <laughs> no, my dad was like, you know, it's because he was gay, but he was mm-hmm. saying he wanted to be a dentist. So he loved these. He grew up with these because they used to show them on television every year. Yeah, and like, I mean, there weren't that many channels back then, and so everybody tuned into these, but. Um, he really likes these. And so he raised my family on them, but that's what he told me. I was like, dad, I don't know if that's true, but you know what? Good for Kirby the elf. If so. Shout out. Shout out Kirby the elf. So we're, so there are at least two examples in Rankin Bass's many different movies. There are at least two examples of, um, them using their unique perspective to retell the story of Christ's birth. And we're going to talk about those two examples. Adriana, take it away for us. And this story is their production of The Little Drummer Boy. So this is one of my dad's favorite. The Little Drummer Boy is his favorite Christmas song. I don't know why. I have tried to ask him over the years, and he's like, I just like it. I don't know what, and I think it's a nostalgia thing for him. Um, The first time it it premiered in Canada and then it premiered in America a couple days later in December of 1968. Um, It's unrelated to Justin Bieber's Drummer Boy song, but it is in fact based on the classic Little Drummer Boy song released in 1941. So... 
they decided to tell the story of the Little Drummer Boy, which they've done this with their movies before, obviously, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Like, they'll take popular Christmas songs, it seems and make like. a movie around yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, build a movie around it, or, like, what's the story behind the song? Like, they do that a lot, I've noticed. And so, this is another example of this. So, there is a narrator. Um, it opens with the narrator showing a lot of people traveling through what seems to be a desert. She's like, everyone's got to go back to their town to be taxed. The Romans are making it so. Also, maybe population reasons? I can't exactly remember the reason. Obviously, we know the nativity story. They had to go back to Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph. That's why they were on the road when she was very pregnant. Um, There are some wayward travelers and an angry-looking little boy. What is his backstory, I wonder? Flashback. Um, The Little Drummer Boy is a story of a Jewish boy named Aaron. He lives on a farm with his parents and some animals. He gets a drum for his birthday. And he's like, whoa, this is amazing. And the animals love this drum. They love when he da- they dance to it, when um, Aaron plays it. He's so good at playing the drum. Aaron's parents are immediately murdered by thieves. Aaron's naturally upset about this. He escapes with the animals, a camel named Joshua, a lamb named Baba, and a donkey named Samson. And he vows to hate humanity forever for what they did. Dang. Yeah. And that's verbatim. He's like, I will hate humanity forever. And we're like, okay. So then... Aaron is wandering in the desert, and he's kidnapped by a man named Ben, and he's basically enslaved, like, oh my God. <laughs> by a <laughs> troop of actors, which... Why would they do that to him? Because they're so impressed by his drum skills, and the troop of actors suck. They're not good at entertaining. So when they see Aaron busting it down on the drum, they're like, whoa, everyone's going to love this. You're going to be the next big thing. So they kidnap him. <laughs> And, um, and you might think Aaron could just leave, but like, I mean, where's he going to go? You know? So they travel to Jerusalem. The people love the drum performance. They're like, yes, we want more. That makes Aaron mad because how can people be happy by his drum performance? And people, his parents are literally dead. Like, he's like, how could you? He yells at the people. He took, he said, and I took offense. To <laughs> yes. He starts yelling. He's like, stop it. Stop it. People are like, whoa, what? Because they have no idea. They don't know that a traumatized, kidnapped child is performing for them. They're just like, okay. Anyway, Ben gets mad at him. Um, Later, they're traveling again. And they come across a couple of kings. Three wise men, if you will. Huh. Huh. Or the magi, as they're referred to. Um, they're following a star in the sky. I wonder what that's all about. Yeah. That's the other thing with these stories is, at least in The Little Drummer Boy, they don't ever, like, directly are like, this is about Jesus. But they do it, you know, you know it's they about Jesus. They do it Jesus. in their own way. You know it is. Um, ben tries to, like, get the troupe to perform for the Magi for money. They literally don't care. They're like, we're just trying to follow the star. We don't want to watch your bad acting. We don't want to watch your bad performance. Mm-hmm. Even even if you get the boy to drum, we don't want to watch it. Until I think one of their camels collapses. And they're like, how, how are we going to get to Bethlehem? 
And Ben is like, I'll sell you this camel right here. Oh my God, it's Joshua. Aaron's camel. Um, and he's upset. Joshua is gone. He's And Ben's given money. And Ben's like, here, you can have this coin. And Aaron's like, I don't want your stupid money. I want my camel back. I'm escaping. So he escapes and he follows the Magi to Bethlehem with Samson and Baba, his remaining animal friends, the donkey and the lamb. So they make it to Bethlehem. They reunite with Joshua the camel. It's very wholesome. Uh-oh, Roman soldiers come out of nowhere and run over Baba the lamb. <laughs> so sad no he's a very cute he has a very cute design i'm like no baba no (laughs) baba so ba i just realized his name's baba (laughs) (laughs) anyway i just realized that too yeah because all of them have like biblical names and it's just like baba (laughs) anyway um baba he's like near death like the and aaron's like oh my god i'm gonna take him to the kings they'll know what to do I don't know why he thinks that, but he's a child. So he's a tri- he's literally <laughs> he's literally a minor. He's literally a he's minor. Literally neurodivergent and a minor. <laughs> he's a traumatized minor child. So I get it. Um, Aaron's depressed and takes Baba to the Magi. And he's like, "Please heal her. Please heal Baba." <laughs> and he pushes through the crowd. He's like, what is going on? Because all these people are around a stable. Aaron doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I don't care. I don't even know what's going on. That's the funniest part. <laughs> well, we'll get to it. That's the funniest part. That's the funniest aspect of this movie. And I'm about to explain what that is. So he goes, he finds one of the Magi, or one of the uh, three kings. And he's like, hey, can you please heal Baba? And they're like, ooh, she's near death, boy. Like, I don't know what mm. to tell you. Um, Can I guess? Can I make a prediction? <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? He takes, them to, he takes them to the shepherds? Uh, incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Baba dies? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, guessing, just throwing stuff out there. So he pushes. So he, and where is he, though? Where's this crowd? Oh, my God. It's the nativity scene. He's at the stable. Jesus is freshly birthed. But he doesn't know that. He doesn't even give a fuck who this baby is. Um, The Magi tell him there's literally nothing they can do. Baba's near death. Because they're just mortal kings. We can't do shit. We're just mortal kings. But there's a... There's a certain baby who can help you. They literally say that. They're like, maybe the baby can help you. And he's like, the babe? (laughs) I rewatched this today. Uh... (laughs) On my lunch break. <laughs> and he's like, the babe? But what can the babe do? And he's like, hmm, you know, maybe a king of kings could help you. Aaron doesn't get it. Uh, he tells the Magi he doesn't get it. He's like, how could the babe help me? Uh, and they're like, the baby actually is the king of kings. And it's okay if you don't understand right now. You just need to go talk to him. That's the funniest part, is that Aaron doesn't even realize it's Jesus, like, the whole time. So he's just like, okay. So he takes, he takes, he puts Baba down. And he has no idea who the baby is, never finds out. Well, maybe he finds out eventually, but the movie does not show us that. He goes over to the baby, doesn't know why he's special, but he's like, okay. Um, he approaches the baby and his parents. Again, it's left ambiguous who the baby and the parents are, but obviously we know. Jesus essentially makes a cameo in this movie. That's also hilarious. And he notices people are offering the baby gifts, but he has no gift to bring. Parumpa pum pum, you might say. Then 
he decides he's going to make history. He's going to play the trump (laughs) for the baby and the baby's parents. And he does needle drop. Little drummer boy starts playing, but he's acting it out. He's like walking to the beat of the song. It turns into a musical. What's that word? Diegetic? When like we know something's happening, but like the people in the movie don't know what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, that sorry, that was an actor moment. He performs a smash hit performance of whatever with his drum. Um, then, no. Then he smiled at me, pum 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 pum, because he played his best for him, as stated in the song. Apparently, Jesus works on a gift-based system, or at least he did as a baby, because guess what? Baba. <laughs> he's healed that's low-key like i know that that's not jesus's first miracle guys that's not that's not in the bible yeah. that's not jesus's jesus, first miracle actually. what people don't know is jesus's first miracle was healing oh no. baba no seconds after he was literally fresh out the womb he's that's like not true, guys he's like that drum performance was so sick i'm gonna heal that lamb <laughs> <laughs> so he does Baba is healed. This literally happened. This literally happened. He's healed by the smash hit performance. You think I'm kidding. Watch this movie. I just watched it. I'm not making any of this up. Baba's healed by the smash hit performance. She jumps into Aaron's arms. Aaron, finally not a fucking downer. He's not depressed anymore. I don't hate humanity Literally. He's like, I have love in my heart now because Jesus healed Baba. So... That's how the movie ends. That's so slay. And you know what? I mean, he, he created a banger. Yeah. In the, in the Lord's honor. And, like, I wonder, like, what did Aaron go on to? We don't know. We don't know. But you know what we do know is that I think it it went down that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, love this movie. You know, it's cute. It's cute. And I I love a fresh take. Maybe there was some weird stuff going on that night there's already weird stuff happening who's to say who's to say anyway that's my uh favorite rankin and bass um nativity take okay what do you think kenzie what do you think about that great (laughs) (laughs) have you seen it before no, I haven't, actually. Kenzie, you got, I mean, it's 30 minutes. It's free on YouTube. Okay, I gotta check it out. Yeah. It, I was, I was, I was literally so engaged. I was asking <laughs> questions, wondering what was gonna happen next. Making false predictions. Yeah. Yeah. You thought, what did you say was gonna happen? I was like, he's gonna take it to the shepherds. And I was like, Baba dies! Baba dies! <laughs> I mean, he kind of does. In the movie, he puts Baba down, and Baba literally goes, eh. Like, <laughs> sticks his little to- lamb tongue out. And you're like, oh, it's not boding well for Baba. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Adriana. Oh, of course. Yeah, you'd think they would, because that's, that's why I laugh so hard. Because, yeah, it would make sense to go to the shepherds, but then something even more insane happens. Jesus Christ Infant Jesus himself heals, heals the lamb. Remember the reason for the season. Baba. <laughs> Baba. <laughs> Every time you think of that song, remember that. <laughs> I just love the name. So I will now tell another Rankin and Bass tale of the mm-hmm. nativity scene with a twist. Mm-hmm. One that I watched when I was 11 years old during Christmas break, during the day, probably at like 11 a.m., mm-hmm 
on like December 22nd Did you or something. own it or was it just on? No, it was on. I think it was on um, ABC Family, mm-hmm. now Freeform, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so this is the story of Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. <laughs> if that sounds batshit to you, <laughs> let me just tell you it is. So our story opens... I'm trying to, I, I did kind of look it up to refresh my memory. Um, so basically, back in the day, Roman Empire. Yeah. Right? Things are bad. Mostly. Yeah. So there's a baby donkey born. Loving, um, laughing, loving. Except he isn't an ordinary donkey. He's ugly. <laughs> he is ugly. <laughs> he has really, really I long ears. And I am ugly. And everyone thinks he's ugly because of his ears. They even make fun of him. <gasps> so this is our first Disney ripoff. Literally. Dumbo. <laughs> like, also, literally, it's a just... a Rudolph ripoff. It's literally... Well, they can't really rip off themselves. But, like, this is, like... They're so ripping off Dumbo. Yeah. They're stealing Dumbo's whole flow. They're like, what if Dumbo... The, down to the ears. Down yeah. to the ears bit. <laughs> so, Nestor's wonderful beautiful caring mother um put socks over for him to wear over his ears so he looks normal sally jackson percy jackson yeah you know lovely woman or not woman lovely donkey (laughs) woman lovely lady hope nothing happens to her Mm. that would be so bad Mm -hmm. so one day they're all living in you know some high I think there's like a montage where like some hijinks ensue of him like tripping over his ears and stuff and one day Roman soldiers come Roman soldiers always at the scene of the crime literally they killed Baba they tried to kill Baba now they're, they're coming for Nestor so um they come to the stable and the stable guy is like the stable no the stable guy is like oh here's a donkey for you mm-hmm. and then the roman soldiers take off the socks on like nestor's head and they're like we don't want this donkey <laughs> he's this ugly lo- he's ugly <laughs> and there's like some kind of scuffle mm-hmm. which basically the guy, the 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 stable guys is like, oh, you can have him for free, and then they're like, we don't want him for, f- we don't even want him for free. <laughs> That's how ugly we think this donkey is, and they take all the other donkeys besides Nestor and his mom. Mm. The stable owner gets so Why mad. Why did they leave his mom behind? Was she a slut? <laughs> did she did she you know, you know she, no i don't i don't know that she i think she was like i'm not leaving master bye <laughs> was she a slut you know, no she's a kind she and caring mother a kind and caring mother and be a slut no, absolutely not. Well, I was trying to figure out, like, reasonably, like, why would the Roman soldiers not want... Why would No, they... she, I think she stayed also, behind. Also, I want to apologize to our Italian listeners. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Italian stray was uncalled for. I know not every Roman was Italian. It's my favorite piece of history. So, okay. one of my favorites. Sorry. Continue. My Roman Empire. My Roman Empire is that technically a lot of Romans are technically, I guess, Italian. 
right? Well, Kevin's like, no, that's no, wrong. It, Rome, Italy. Yes. Rome, see? Italy. So not crazy. They were like, ciao, Nestor. That's not right. That's so wrong. It's getting late, if you guys can't tell. <laughs> anyway, so. So Nestor and his so mom. So Nestor and his mom, the, in, the stable guys, like, you guys got to go. You made me lose all these money. I never want to see you again. Get out of here. But there's a blizzard. Oh, no. And they can't stay in the stable. This happened to me once. <laughs> <laughs> and Nestor, his mother goes, Nestor, lay lay under me here, and I will protect you from the blizzard. And Nestor goes, well, Mom, are you going to be okay? And she's like, yes, I will be fine. He's like, eh, eh, yes. <laughs> Wakes up the next morning. Mom, dead. Whoa. We get our second Disney knockoff, That's Bambi. really sad, actually. This is a Bambi knockoff. Anyway, in the morning, an mm-hmm. angel appears to Nestor and urges him to go to Bethlehem. And the angel is like, you don't know that your ears are going to be used for good. Nice. And Nestor's like, my ears, but my ears are the reason why we're in this mess in the first place. And they said, no, your ears will be used for good. So Nestor travels for a really long time. And he arrives at a stable in Bethlehem. And the angel goes, okay, now wait. <laughs> so Nestor's like, what the heck? I'm supposed to be, what is going on? So one day, a man and his pregnant wife come mm-hmm. to the, the stable. <laughs> and the woman's Sorry, all I can like, think about is meanwhile... Papa's getting run over. No. <laughs> yeah, this is all happening. You and I's stories take place in the same universe are and are happening at the same time. So she goes, the the woman goes, let's choose that one because he has kind eyes. Aww. And ugly ears. That's and irrelevant. They, they have to travel. So they're kind of on the outskirts and they have to travel yeah. into the city. There's a sandstorm. Nestor, because he has his long ears, is able to shield the woman from the sandstorm. This is so this this has happened in a movie that somebody made. So they arrive at the inn. Of course, no room at the inn. They have to go to the stable, another stable. I'm surprised. You and the, the the baby is born. Mm-hmm. And Nestor is like, wow, this mm-hmm. is what I was supposed to be used for. Yes. And Nestor is like, wow, this is great. What do you think happens next? What do you think happens at the end of the movie? <laughs> After hearing all of this, what do you think Nestor does? Nestor dies. No. What? Worse. <laughs> Nestor goes back to where he's from. Boo. And... To the basically to, back so... to the old stable owner that is pretty much responsible for his mother's death. That's so Hannah Montana coded. And you can change your hair and you can no, change your No, th- this man is responsible for oh, Nestor's mom's death. And also, when he walks back in, they're all like cheering for him and stuff. And I'm like, how do these? This is like right after Jesus is born. How do these animals and these people know that Listen, that Jesus is born? You know that have... Nestor was in, and also know that Nestor helped in the birth of Jesus. You're for... They have no no. They, I don't understand. You're forgetting something. 
Baba. I <laughs> <laughs> saved that night. No, but and Baba no told one, everyone. Baba cannot <laughs> communicate with human language. With his animal friends. I'm sorry. After that, but I will say. So after the movie, that I remember being, so, I was like, I'm pissed <laughs> off. Why would they off. do that? But there is a song, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jules Bass because the theme song for Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Is a banger. It mm-hmm. was like Nestor. <laughs> he used to man and then 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 but there's a part two. Mm. Guys, comment if you want a part two. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. After hearing, and also, listener, ask yourself this question too after after listening to us. So this is obviously Rankin and Bass are telling the nativity story and putting a twist on it. Do you think that that is appropriate? Do you think that that's a good thing that this the story of jesus may be reaching you know children or more people or do you think it's kind of you know a little like disrespectful i think to put your own twist on the nativity story but i think there is this desire within us to create our own stories to connect better with the bible and i think this was their way of connecting to that now, once again, I would just like to remind everyone my opinion is correct, so no one's allowed to question me. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kenzie, your turn. You know, some would say they're spreading misinformation. This stuff didn't actually happen in the Bible. You know, they're profiting. They know? They're <laughs> profiting off of the story of Jesus. You know what my re- my response is similar to the Oh Mary, mm-hmm. do you know debate? It's like it's a movie, yeah, and I'll. It's a movie for children. And I think a lot of us, like you were saying, Adriana, is like a lot of us wonder, you know, the Bible, we read these Bible stories and you're like, hmm, what was that person's perspective? Yes. You know, what was an one of the people that visited Jesus? What could their story might have been? Um, you know, what uh, the animals that were there mm-hmm. in the stable, what were their story? I... You know, Christmas, you know, I know, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season, but it's also a very, like, commercialized holiday, and I think that, you know, these Rankin and Bass stories, I don't really think that they're contributing contributing negatively Mm -hmm. to because it's already such a commercialized holiday. You know, there's already people making money off of off of this this holiday. So again, very similar to my oh Mary did you know opinion that it's like it's a movie. Mm-hmm. But I am down for different perspectives too. I also think like people have done this throughout history. Like we want to feel connected to these stories so we make our own versions of them. And in this case, they wanted something that would connect to children. And I think it's very intentional that they chose to do movies centered around 
common themes that we see in this time of year and common songs. Everyone knew the Little Drummer Boy song. Like, it came out in 1941. This cartoon was released in the 60s or 70s, I believe. And so the song was already around. So they're like, people are going to naturally gravitate towards this. And it's a biblical story. Like, is it kind of insane to think that infant baby Jesus was, like, performing miracles, like, immediately? Maybe. But not really. Like, I think it's just kind of a way, again, a way to connect with the material. And what's wrong with that? I mean, we talked about this already, sort of, in our um, episode where you mentioned, like... um, Like, art and religion... Yes, and just, like, how some people get really mad about certain movies because they don't agree with the portrayal of Jesus. Obviously, this is in a much smaller scale because these cartoons are generally accepted by the public. I read a comment on the YouTube video that I watched where someone's like, back in the day, I was a Santa supporter, and now I know the real reason for the season, and that's Jesus. And I'm like, well, you can have both, but anyway. Like, it's... What's so crazy is I think you can find meaning. I was talking about this with my partner the other night. um, And I have always felt most connected to God. This is going to sound so stupid. But I've always felt most connected to God watching movies. Like, I've always been so moved by the spirit. That sounds cheesy to say. Like, when I'm watching a particular movie and I'm just like, oh my God, that's so similar to this theme in the Bible. And that sounds stupid, but like... It's just the truth, especially around this time of year. It's a Wonderful Life makes me cry every... Because it's just, like, caring for your common man and, like, trying to do the right thing. And, yes, you're just a person, but you touch so many people's lives. You have no idea. Miracle on 34th Street, like, believing... Yes, that's a Santa-centered movie, but just, like, believing in something. Like, even if you aren't sure, like, there's something really beautiful in that. Um... Even A Christmas Carol, although A Christmas Carol is way more overt. There's a long history of A Christmas Carol and how it's, like, played a role in the way we celebrate Christmas today. Like, the original story and the movies. But, like, I've rewatched that a lot. My siblings are currently performing in A Christmas Carol. Um, shout out! Them. It's a great production. I cried. I recommend everyone to rewatch a version of that. Whether it be the classic... Scrooge or the Muppets Christmas Carol or even reading the text or going to your local theater because every theater is performing that right now it is like so moving especially especially in these turbulent times but truly like it is so moving to watch this man who's objectively very selfish and greedy and listen to him talk about like are there no prisons are there no workhouses for like the downtrodden and being like well some people would rather die than go to those places and then scrooge replies well then they better do it like they be better off dead that is how some people truly feel about the poor and unhoused and it's disgusting and jesus would never feel that way jesus would and this is a christmas carol like it's not overtly a christian story but it's very much one that has themes that I feel like I mean he's our Christian our Christian themes and like that's how I feel about obviously it's kind of silly like Baba being resurrected is kind of silly but 
Aaron went through hell. Like his whole, his parents were murdered. He was enslaved. He was forced to perform with a bunch of bad actors. One of the worst punishments that can happen uh, to you. Have you ever been forced to watch improv? Yes, just like that. It's just like what Aaron was going through. And then like for him to, I mean, yes, it's like objectively cheesy and done in a kid way, but you know, he very much is redeemed by this miracle. Like someone like showed kindness to him and healed his friend. And he felt so moved by that, that he stopped hating humanity. Like there's beauty in that. Nestor was ugly. (laughs) Nestor was the ugliest donkey, not to me, but in his world. And Mary chose him and he protected Mary from the sandstorm. (laughs) And you know what? I that's think, beautiful. I think Jesus would like it. I think Jesus would like it. That's my final say. Thank you so much. Of course. Sorry for that long ass rant. No, but it was so real of you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to do some joys and concerns? Yeah. Uh, my joy is tomorrow's my last day of work before my Christmas break. Thank God. Me too. I love my job, but I need this, guys. I just need to turn my brain off for, like, a week, you know? Mm. Um, I'm excited to go home, see my family. Um, My concern is that this is just a stressful time of year. There's so much pressure. There's so much pressure to have the most fun and look the best. And being online is draining me. The Mm. dregs of society. And I'm really... Guys, it's the mommy bloggers. I can't deal with it anymore. This isn't really a concern. This is just me complaining. But I just see there's so much social media pressure. And I'm not even a mother. And I feel like social media but pressure. You, do, you aren't a mother, but you are a mother. Yes, I'm mothering right now. And I just can't, like, oh, my God. It's just so anxiety. Because then I feel pressure because I'm like, well, I don't, my life isn't like that. Like, my Christmas doesn't look well, like that. Well, guess what? They're all in debt. You're right. that makes you feel better. Well, I'm in debt, too. So... <laughs> But oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in debt. But the difference is, I'm not going online and pretending my life is perfect. I guess that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest and real with you guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for so your those are my joys and concerns. Real. <laughs> Help me. But yeah. Me Kenzie? just going through a lot. Yeah. Which we're using that for clickbait for our next. Yes, episode. for our next <laughs> episode. episode. Um. Also, seeing the news, like, out of Gaza is just really... Again, like, going on social media and seeing, like, that kind of stuff is just, like... It's it's truly, truly horrible. horrible. And, you know, there's really, like... It's very easy to say, like, war is bad. I mean, obviously. But you do feel very powerless. I felt this way a lot. Like, every time there's a mass shooting or every time, like... Because the news media, like, it's everywhere... And then it's like, we almost stop talking mm-hmm. about it. And like, luckily there's people out there who are continuing to like, talk about these things. Yeah, talk the, about- the journal, like there are people in, in Gaza who are literally putting their lives on the line, yeah. like, and are like, have like bullets and missiles whizzing past their head. It's mm-hmm. insane, truly. Yeah. And I just think like, I mean, and again, like us sitting here and talking about it, like it's not going to do anything, but you know, it's still jarring to see and i i've felt this way for a long time about a lot of things like oh my god like i don't we don't have to get into all this (laughs) but 
I remember when Sandy Hook happened and that was like I was like finally old enough to like truly like understand like like a true tragedy like unfolding before me and then just to see how it just kind of became not to me but like and not to my family like my mom was very obviously I think everyone was disturbed Mm -hmm. and upset about all of that and but just to watch like how it just kind of became part of the news cycle. Obviously not mm. to those parents. And then just as I've continued to get older, just continuing to watch tragedy, just it's part of the news cycle. Then it moves on. And yeah. it's just so depressing. Well, it feels especially powerless because it's like you can't get supplies in, you can't get money in. And then it's like, okay, spread awareness. Okay, we're aware now. Like, what can yeah. I do to help end this crisis? It's like... I, yeah, powerless is a word, and it's, like, is definitely yeah. the word to describe it. And of I like felt powerless. this way, not just about the events happening over there, just, like, I'm sure everyone feels this way. I'm sure this is not controversial, but I feel like, and I don't know, and we've talked about this before, like, on different episodes of us just not feeling that there's much we can do because we're just, we're just two girls, two women yeah. in the world, but... I'll go back to my It's a Wonderful Life thing. You know, you can do a lot as a person. Like, you can do a lot for your neighbors and just Mm -hmm. try your best, you know? And I just don't want, like, people like myself to Mm -hmm. be kind of, like, numb to it and not... I still want to keep caring. Keep caring. Like, don't stop caring. Yeah. Especially during this Christmas... I mean, all year, you should always care for people. But but especially during Christmas time. And it's exasperated. Yeah. exaggerated i don't know how to how do you say that word but it i feel like we feel it more deeply kind of like what i was saying like christmas time everyone has to be having the best time all the time when that's just not the case like this is the time of year that need is felt more greatly because everyone's like it becomes more apparent yes that's a good way to put it it becomes more apparent like what people don't have and Mm -hmm. basic needs that are not being met and I don't, it just becomes more apparent around this time of year. And yeah, but I don't want to end on a depressing note. Um, so we just want you guys to know, like, I know if you're th- feeling that way, yeah, we feel that way too. Yeah, And it's, you know, it's not okay, but like, if you feel powerless, a lot of people feel that way too. And you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. And if you aren't having, like, the best Christmas season ever, that's really normal. And don't put pressure on yourself to, like, have the most perfect Christmas ever. Mm -hmm. You know, make what good memories you can. Yes. And don't ever stop caring. (laughs) Yeah. Because we care about you. Yes. Dear listener, we care. That's right. You're not on your own, kid. That's a Taylor Swift reference. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to pray out? Sure. Dear Lord. Thank you for helping us get to the end of another year. Um, the world keeps turning on, it seems, for better or for worse. Um, but I am very grateful that we have reached the end of another year. We are alive and healthy, for the most part. <laughs> and um, we are we have a lot of good people in me and Kenzie's lives, and so we're very grateful for that. Um, please bring peace to those who are suffering. We pray that, um, 
our listeners and their families. We pray that they have a peaceful and restful holiday season as much as they can. We pray that we do not turn our eyes away from the injustices of the world. We pray that you guide us to ways we can help others, people in our community, our neighbors, and also people that um, are suffering, not just in our communities, but also outside of our communities. We pray that you give us opportunities to help one another, and um, we pray that you bring us safely and hopefully happily into a new year. Uh, Please watch over our listeners as they travel either to spend time with their families or just while they're hanging around wherever they live. Um, Please help us have a happy holiday season. And we thank you, Lord, for a wonderful year for the most part. (laughs) Just thank you for helping us get through the year, really. Um, We know you're looking out for us. All right. Amen. Go in peace.